0: we've got the markets. We have stock picks. I'm talking to my friend right here, yeah. David Dietz, managing principal and senior portfolio strategist, PPAC Private Wealth Management. You made it here. I know you've been traveling. Thank you for being here in person. So tell us, how are you feeling? About, we heard from Powell. We got the jobs report. Now what? How are you feeling overall about the market?
1: So I think there's a big sigh of relief here. I mean, the fact of the matter is, we are in a new bear market. When you look at the Dow, it's up more than 20 percent for those October lows indeed the last two months have been the best two months in the Dow since 1938 and so here's the setup we've got a Fed which is getting more dovish they are not done with their rate hikes we're gonna see higher Fed hikes but they're gonna start to moderate that Mm -hmm. and of course today you know the market is off but I'm thinking hold it I thought it was good news when Americans have jobs. Right. Americans are 70% labor, 70% of the economy. And so what am I missing here? I agree, it's tougher on bondholders who perhaps are gonna see a little bit more inflation expected and not getting right. any upside. But you know, you know, we're holding in on jobs even though we're hearing some gruesome headlines in the tech area, you know, you got your Twitter, uh, you've got your yeah, Meta, you got your Amazon, they're slashing jobs left and right. Sure. What I love is some of the, come, uh, the industries, the service industries coming out of uh, the post-pandemic, they're hiring again. And that's why we still have a three-handle on unemployment. What am I missing? What's bad about that?
0: Yeah, well, the Fed will tell you what's bad about that. Um, You know, it's interesting that you said we're in a new bull market, right? Because 20% is supposed to be a bull market. And I was talking about that earlier in the week with our own Ben Lichtenstein. I was saying, you know, look, we're up off the lows from the Dow. And, you know, what, is this really just a new bull market or is this bear market rally? What about Santa Claus rally? I mean, what do you see between now and the end of the year?
1: Well, you know, the seasonals are with us, of course. This December tends to be the strongest month of the year. Mm -hmm. I I certainly think that this is a time of year when uh, policymakers, whether it's the White House asking the rail workers to go back to work, whether it's Powell being a little bit more dovish than people expected, they don't want to put a wet blanket on one of the biggest spending periods for large sectors of the economy is the holiday period. Um, So I think that- They do
0: want to put a wet blanket on it, don't they?
1: (laughs) Well, so here's the thing. We do want a wet blanket on overall inflation. And indeed, we've seen recent overall inflation metrics come in softer than expected. Mm -hmm. Is it acceptable yet? No, but we're going in the right direction. Now, the one fly in the ointment for today was that wage growth was a little higher. But I mean, look, if you're going to have some inflation, don't you want it with America's workers? They're the spenders, yeah. A and B, of course. Okay, so they're up 5% year over year. I don't think any worker thinks they're keeping up with inflation that we've seen at about 7% year over year. They're still, on a real basis, slipping a little bit. All right.
0: Well, I want to get to some of the names that you like, and I thought it was really interesting. The first one here is Disney, and Bob Iger's back. Jafik is out, the visionary of her, you know, is back. He, I mean, he has so many ideas of what he wants to do. Tell me your thoughts. How fast can Disney go higher?
1: Well, you know, it only has to go up 20% in the next year, which would just be a little bit of the distance from, you know, it's down by half from right. its, its 2021 levels. So here's what I like about Disney. It's it's iconic market leader. You've got those theme parks. There's no other um, venue, which I think it's going to benefit better from getting into this post-pandemic world. And of course, one thing that's holding them back is Shanghai. But I think even there, you are going to see a year from now, China uh, having Opened up or get, uh, providing the vaccines and so forth. Second, of course, you've got the streaming. Everyone's right. streaming. And of course, Disney is now number one in streaming. I love the fact that they've got more subscribers than Netflix. Um, okay. The problem is they're not making any money on it. No one's making any money on it, but now they've got Bob Iger who, you know, no matter what's going on, he's going to make Wall Street smile. He, mm. he's, he's a genius. So he has now refocused the company right. from pure growth to growth with profitability. And of course, content. When okay. it comes to content, Disney is king. And what I love about it is they've got so many things in production. It's not just a one-hit wonder. They've got so many Igers so in the box. So much, so much.
0: Um, let's move to Comcast. You mentioned Netflix. By the way, Amazon actually surpassed Netflix. I saw a report today for streaming um, in some metrics. So I thought that was really interesting. But bringing us to what people are watching, what about Comcast?
1: So they have relationships with 60 million Americas with uh, you know their, their Internet access, with their broadband mm-hmm. access. And, of course, they have some great content, too. You know, NBC, Peacock, and so forth. Um, so, you know, here's a stock that I've never really bought because it was always about 25 times earnings. Right now, it's trading about 10 times earnings. It's stuck in the mud with all the media plays. And I think that, you know, know, we're certainly paying big bucks every month to have our, you know, triple play access and so forth. Um, And so, you know, they're just tied in to to so many Americans. And I think that ultimately, as some of the biggest players start to rationalize their offerings and charge better prices for their streaming, for example, I think that's going to take some of the pressure off of the broadband access. In and, and, and I love the brands of course the Roberts family knows how to make money
0: okay and then a name like Tyson foods which uh, the low was 62 bucks and change in mid-october today it's a 65 um, you think there's upside potential here
1: so there's a theme among all my picks is I want market leaders now right. they are market leaders in chicken beef pork and so forth. And I mean, you know, they the pretty much they're number one in domestically. I think they're gonna have more room for growth in China because with the swine flu that's been going on in China, they need to import more protein. So, you know, most of my picks are always big dividend players, right. but there's only one thing better than a big dividend, which is a dividend that's growing. So, Tyson Dividend is very modest, yeah. but they've grown it dramatically over the last five years. They're only paying out a small percentage of their gains, yeah. and they're also buying back stock. Here's a company that could make $9 this year. It's a $63 stock and a market leader. Yeah. Why not?
0: It is a leader, without a doubt. And, you know, I started to think about Beyond Meat, which is not in our topic today, but I just thought. of thought that that was going to take off as a leader in plant-based foods but it it just goes nowhere Uh, they have cash flow issues the stock hit yet another it's at 11 bucks uh, this past month it just goes nowhere. I mean, it's a completely different story.
1: You're absolutely right. The narrative that everyone was going to throw away traditional animal proteins and go to plant-based proteins, that seems to have hit a wall here. So Um, would you
0: ever buy a name like Beyond Meat now at $14 when it was $75, when it was $200? Used to be a high flyer.
1: Hey, Nicole, I am so flexible. At the right price, I'm going to buy anything. Um, But right now, I mean, it's still, you, you just don't know what kind of penetration the okay. plant-based protein is ultimately gonna get. I got a proven winner with Tyson. Right. Why go beyond there right now? I
0: understand, I understand. Newmont, move it, to the world of commodities. It, it,
1: it, you know, no matter what happens, I think gold's yeah. gonna do well here. If inflation can't be put back in the bottle, where are you gonna go? You're gonna go to gold or uh, virtual gold? Mm-hmm. Oh Cryptos, yeah, good. <laughs> you know, cryptos have not proven themselves as inflation hedges. That's a whole other story, but it's it's no longer competing with gold. Or interest rates come down because inflation gets put back in a GD. And guess what? Gold becomes a lot easier to hold right. when you're not paying high interest rates to do it. So, you know, what I love about Newmont is the gold mining play. It's the only one in the S&P 500. And what are the knocks on gold is it doesn't pay any income? Well, guess what? Newmont pays a 4.6% difference. Dividend. Right. And that dividend has been paid out for the last thirty-two years in a row. Yeah. Um, and it's been increased regularly the last five years. So here's a way to get exposure to precious metals and get your income too.
0: Okay. All right, well I'll leave it there. Next time I might ask you about crypto because I know you you're if anybody looks at David Dietz's resume, he's so incredibly <laughs> smart and young in the mindset. So I uh, you know, but I guess that's not your thing. You don't bring me crypto as your pick, so I know that's not it. David Dietz, B private wealth management. Thank you.